discovered the ability to travel through sound. We learned that the fundamental stuff of the universe was sound vibration. This was when we discovered the sonic landscapes. We learned that songs and sounds collected together pulled by the gravitational forces of theme, meaning, and vibration. 
Today, we invite you to explore with us as we travel the sonic tapestries and enter the soundscape.
to Soundscape. My name is Woody Harris. And I'm Susie. And we're soaking up all your pain. Exactly. I love that song. Exactly. It is a great song. Um, So it's been a little while since we've been here. Yes, yeah. indeed. It's been uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, four weeks at least, if not more. Yes. So it, that's that's life now. That's uh, <laughs> that's. <laughs> but we're still here. We're not going anywhere. And today we are celebrating 1987 and our plan to, I don't know if it's a good plan, but in our plan to go 77, 87, 97, 2007, 2017, we're slowly building up to the best of last year. That's, that's kind of the plan in mind. Um, so let me just warn you in advance. 
1987 was not a good year for Prague. Which means, not that you're going to have to listen to a lot of 1987 music that's not Prague, but it also means that we have extra time at the end of the show to play some, some new music. New music. Um, new music for you. So uh, stick around and we'll get to 2018 at the end of the show. Um, but in the meantime, I'm going to play you what I think were some of the best Prague albums of 1987. And not... not- all Prague, I'm assuming. Well, not all Prague, but Prague I mean, adjacent? well, let, let's let's be clear. We started with um, we started with Fleetwood Mac and Tango in the Night. Um, that is a really just it. It stuck in my mind when it came out, and even though I wouldn't count Fleetwood Mac as Prague at all, I would say that that last song, that song that we played, Tango in the Night, is Prague adjacent. And then coming out of that. Out of the soundscape theme, we went into Oingo Boingo's Pain, which I think of Oingo Boingo as being kind of ska, new wave kind of thing, or what what would you say? Yeah, ska, new wave. So, uh, surprisingly, they show up in um, Prague uh, Prague related as in in Prague archives, or what what is that other um, crossover Prague? That's what they they show up as crossover Prague. So, and I love Oingo Boingo, so there's no reason not to play. And and pain, I know we've played it before, but it's just such a great oh, song. And I'm sorry, there were so many great songs on that album, though. <laughs> I played that whole damn album over and over and over again. So. It's the new generation. Oh, just generation. really good stuff on that album. Where do all my friends go? So, um, I'm <laughs> if not. If you gonna... have not heard Boingo Boingo, please, please listen to that album. It's the fantastic. yeah, the album is called Boingo. Came out in 1987. Definitely worth taking a listen to. But we're going to move into some definite prog stuff here in just a minute. Um, but uh, this it will be kind of back and forth between prog and not prog. Um, and if you are in chat and you want us to play something from 1987, either that's not here or... You know, if you come in here and you say, I want to play blah, blah, and it's something that I have towards the end of the show that I think is like more of the top of 1987, then you'll just have to wait. But if you come in and say... Well, I want to hear Erasure. Well, as strange as... No, there's no, there's no Erasure in 1987. I'm sorry. Uh, what's the other one? Oh, XTC. New Order. Oh, New Order. No, there, yes. there's no XTC in 1987. Oh, wow. I mean, obviously they're around, but they're not making an album in 1987. Album right, right. So, um, 1987, I was 20 years old. I was 15. I was 20 years old, and I was... Oh. Uh, Working um, at temp agencies and headed into the Air Force. (laughs) The past. Um, What else happened in 1987? um, Lots of things happened in 1987. Just because you weren't here doesn't, doesn't count. Nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, my son Brandon. He says nothing happened in 1987. Nothing. Nothing important. Oh. Oh. Well. Wow. Nothing important really happened until Brandon was born. So um, everything else is a just a shadow of the greatness that could come when Brandon was born. See, he liked that. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get this show started here with... Uh, the band is called Bellafon, and 
if you're hearing weird sounds on the other end, it's because he's right, maybe noises. licking mouth noises. The, so nice. uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Anyway, um, we'll talk more about it on the other side, but this is Bellafon with Vent du Midi. No, it's not. Uh, yes, it is.
red neon shivered in the heat. I was feeling like a stranger in a strange land. You know where people play games with the night. God, it was too hot to sleep. I followed the sound of a jukebox coming from up the levee. All of a sudden I could hear somebody whistling from right behind me. I turned around and she said, Why do you always end up down at Nick's Cafe? I said, uh, I don't know. The wind just kind of pushed me this way. She said, hang the rich.
All right, so the year was 1987, and Robbie Robertson came out with that album. And you know, it, somewhere down the Crazy River was the primary, like that was the thing that made the most impact. That was the radio hit, besides maybe Broken Arrow. But I didn't realize this until I started looking at it. Um, not this song, but the other songs um, you've got on that album. You've got Peter Gabriel, you've got Tony Levin, you've got Terry Bazio, um, Daniel Lanois was actually on this song. And uh, so it's kind of a star-studded album, which is pretty amazing because I didn't really know at the time what it was all about. I just knew I liked that song. And um, Robbie Robertson, for those who don't know, he's a member of the band. So this is his first solo effort. It's called the Robbie Robertson album. It's just Robbie Robertson. Um, But a a fantastic piece of music and something certainly to go back and take a look at. One of the better albums of 1987 that was non-prog. It has some prog relation to it, but... Obviously not that piece right there. Um, so uh, Susie is basically working on getting groceries in the house. So I'm going to try to uh, tell you about the stuff you just listened to. Particularly, uh, my part was to tell you about, uh, let me see if I can say this correctly, Silalate Cuvente, which uh, uh, I forgot what it means. I think it means other words. Um so this album came out in 1987, just like the others that we're playing here. Um, this is Romanian Prague. I don't think we hear about Romanian Prague very often. Um, but the song we heard there was, uh, oh, what's the, uh, La Terizio, Terizio? Um, and, uh, Violetta, uh, I mean, sorry, not Violetta, um, Celadate. <laughs> There's a lot of hard names to say in this set of music. Silalate Cuvente uh, didn't have too big of a career as far as I can tell. Maybe three or four albums. I'm just going to take a look back here real quick and, and find out for you, you know, as my internet doesn't work very well. Uh, I, I know I saw a few there on there, but this was pretty well received, even though you won't find it in like the, the, the greatest hits of 1987 in, in Prague archives or anything. Um, and there are also people working on houses houses next to us. They've been working on the house since 7 o'clock in the morning. So if you hear sounds in the background, that's going to be those guys making a racket on a Sunday morning. Uh-huh. Brahms third. Brahms third racket. Okay, actually, they had mm, seven albums, all of which were pretty highly rated. They all hit above three, but the one that made the most splash was Silalate Cuvente, the uh, the the album namesake, basically. So that is Silalate, and now we're going to hear about Bellafon. Bellafon, which amazingly enough is Japanese, but apparently they named all of their um, their song titles and everything were in French, which is strange. But anyway, <laughs> so they actually founded in 1981. And they consider themselves a amateur band because none of them have ever taken the time to do this full time. They all have day jobs. In fact, um, oh, what's the name? Matsutaka Kaki, who is one of the main founders of the band, is a Buddhist monk, and that is his normal day job. This is just what he does on the side. But he has been keeping it alive since 1981, um, and kind of working through stuff for them so uh, like keeping it alive and 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 continuing to make music and play and all of that 
So, uh, this CD that we had was Firefly, and it is their first one that they put out. So, they formed in 81, didn't put one out until 87. But again, like I said, side project. None of them are doing music full-time. And um, so, if, let's see, I was going to say, they are highly, obviously, um, influenced by Pink Floyd. In fact, they started out kind of as a Pink Floyd cover band and then kind of moved into having their own music and, and incorporating some more um, prog influences. Keith Emerson is their keyboard hero. Okay. And they were very into ELP and yes. Um, and Camel was huge influence. Apparently, they, they really took a lot of their musical tastes from Camel. And I think you can hear that when you listen to their album. Um, so anyway, that was them. If you are interested in finding out more about them, you can go to their website, which is dmme.net. So dog, Marsha, Marsha, elephant, dot net. Dog, Marsha, Marsha, elephant? <laughs> Shut up. Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> All right. And then the next band... Violetta de Atuno? Yes. They are, uh, this means autumn violets is in um, Portuguese. They're from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Founded in 84 by Fabio Golfetti, who Fabio. is now the guitarist for Gong. Oh, wow. That's his full-time gig. Okay. So this is his kind As of... As opposed to being a Buddhist monk. Yes. He's, <laughs> a, he's a professional musician. Um and they are one of those bands, prog bands, that have done the whole, hey, let's change our entire lineup. So seriously, he's the only one that's left from the original lineup today. But they still go today. It is considered his band, and they, though he is the full-time um, guitarist for Gong, he does this on the side as his side project. So, so they, um, whew, sorry, <laughs> but a little out of breath. Um, we are listening to their first album, and now I'm. You're drawing a blank on the on the first album. Yes. Uh, the title of the first Spaces. album was simply Violetta di Autuno. Hmm. Wow, it's not listed on their website. That's interesting. Okay. Spaces is the first album on their. Or maybe it wasn't their first album, but anyway, it's called Violetta di Autuno. Okay. Um. And they are, sorry, going back to, um, I'm a little out of breath, so I apologize. They also are very much informed by Pink Floyd, and I swear. Obviously. Like you, you picked all the Pink Floyd things. Obviously. Obviously. Um, very much psychedelic rock, and uh, they continue to do, um, and Beatles, they were also very influenced by the Beatles. Um, during their psychedelic periods. And um, they, in fact, did a tribute album. They have a DVD that Seventh Brings Return, a tribute to Sid Barrett. So, like, they're... Ah, yeah, they're definitely influenced yeah. by Floyd. Yeah, yeah. Floyd is their main influence, I, I think you could say. Uh, so well, that was that was pretty obvious from that sombrous flat, flatuantes. <laughs> <laughs> Sombras <laughs> flutuantes. <laughs> your, your pronunciation is just delightful. 
<laughs> I'm terrible. I don't know. I I was I was born and learned to speak English. I didn't learn to speak these other languages. So if you want to learn more about these lovely Brazilian gentlemen, um, oh, and sorry, Fabio Golfetti is the name of the guitarist and who's the founder of the of the um, the band. And they did, like I said, they they got together in '84. Um, their website. And they are continuing on. They are fully going. They've got quite a lot of CDs out, and they just put one out last year. Their yes. newest CD was out last year. Um, is violettadeautono.com, which is, I don't even want to spell it, but I will. V-I-O-L-E-T-A, Violetta, de, D-E, Otono, which is O-U-T-O-N-O, dot com. There you go. So... Some things that happened in 1987 that I thought were of, of worth to, to pay attention to. Reagan's famous Berlin Wall speech. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Um, that happened in 87. Also, uh, The Simpsons first appeared on The Tracy Ullman Show in 1987. Just quickly note, The Simpsons are still going. Simpsons are still going. That's amazing. Um. Oh, Disney Corporation started Euro Disney in 1987. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that didn't go so well for them. No, not at all. Um, United Kingdom hit the high-speed train record with Britain's inner-city 125-mile high-speed train. Um, that was in November of 1987. Actually, I've been saying I was 20 in 1987, but really, I was 19 most yeah, of 1987. Say, yeah, because I was. 13 slash 14, I think, in 87. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 13, 14. Margaret Thatcher was elected as prime minister for the third time. Mm. Fox Broadcasting. Let's put these two together. Fox Broadcasting made its prime time TV debut in 1987. Um. Yeah, that, that, that's enough of that. There's a lot of stuff that happened in 1987, obviously. I was just trying to hit, you know, kind of the highs. Um, we'll come back to some more of that. But now it's time to play more music. Woohoo! It's kind of what we're supposed to do. That's what right? we're here for. That is what we're here for. Not just telling you the history, but letting you hear the history. Anyway, um, you may be wondering, where... Was Kevin Gilbert in 1987? Where was Kevin Gilbert in 1987? He was in a band called Energy, and this is that band right now.
dreams of our destiny. The weather's tired, sun in the seas. Though those seas will fight in vain. Promises that peace will reign. Smile and nonchalantly say Today is just tomorrow's yesterday Spirits of light America the beautiful God shed his grace on thee Your apple pie Your Harlem streets Your precious primacy Your pump mountains
All right, quite a set of music there for you. Probably stuff you've never heard, because it's stuff I'd never heard. Certainly not in 1987 when it actually came out. We started the set with Energy, and you know, I said that uh, where was Kevin Gilbert at this time? Actually, this was the first, this was our first taste of Kevin Gilbert. Um, what we heard was the uh, the album, well, the band was called NRG, N-R-G, actually, the letters. And um, it was the first outing for Kevin Gilbert, and this is before Toy Matinee and before Thud and, and all the other great stuff that he did. But the track we heard there was Masks, and uh, he was a teenager at the time. He was in high school at the time. <laughs> just just to drive something home there. That's how amazing. That's the talented. genius of Kevin Gilbert. Straight out of high school, and he puts out his first album. Or it's still in high school, however you want to look at it. After that was Haze with The Vice. What can Susie tell us about Haze? Haze. As in H-A-Z-E. Yes. Because I was thinking H-A-Y-E-S. No. Because that's the school. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, the lovely Haze. Haze. The McMahon brothers is who started this. Uh, there was Chris McMahon on basic keyboards, Paul McMahon on vocals and guitars, and Danny McMahon on drums. So there you go, the Hayes Brothers. Plus, Sari Ashton on flute, clarinet, viola, viola, and cello. So, it's a very interesting mix. Gen- these gentlemen were from Sheffield, England, and the band started in 78. And sadly, they broke up a year after this album came out. They broke up in 88. However, they have gotten back together a few times to do celebration, um, anniversary gigs, that kind of stuff. So they are, and obviously they're brothers, so they're not like, it's not like they just fell out of touch with each other for the most part. They're connected. So, um, but they definitely, um, you can still get their stuff if you would like to. Um, sorry, let me go back. This album was Stoat and Bottle is the name of the album. That Stoat it came and Bottle. Yes. And they actually, they were decently prolific in that they didn't start putting out actual albums until the 80s, even though they were they started in 78. Their first full album, uh, well, there's the Cellar Tapes, which was on a cassette tape. But Say La Vie was their first album in 84, their first official album. Um, so they did put out one last album in 88 before they left, which was Humphrey. Um, and they are, I don't know what you would say, prototypical. I don't <laughs> It's typical prog. I mean, obviously they have the instrumentation with the, the different, you know, the flute and the viola and the so it's it's definitely symphonic more symphonic prog than but i think in the lines it's the stereotypical thing to say but you know in the lines of yes and that kind of thing is is kind of where their focus was um they didn't have any real charting success um for the most part but they have they've managed to keep up a good um support and, and fan base even though they've been out for like 30 20 years something like that and they're but they're they're still in their area they they still have a good really good fan base so if you want to learn more about them sorry that hasn't been as good as i <laughs> normally say i've been stumbling a little bit but um you can go to ca- gabadon music 
and that's g-a-b-a-d-o-n.co.uk and they still offer to sell all of their stuff and apparently this year in june they're celebrating 40 years of hayes music and there's going to be um they're playing at the Greystones in sheffield they should play at the stoughton bottle <laughs> true <laughs> but so hey so you could still hear them if you if this this piqued your interest and you want to go listen to their music and you want to actually listen to them live you could do so if you're in sheffield or environs if you can make it to sheffield that'll be on like i said june 23rd we won't be making it to sheffield on june yeah. 23rd just but. just to be clear for all that information, again, it's gabadon.co.uk. All right. And then the next band was Dace. I, I'm hoping that I'm saying that correctly. It's D-E-Y-S-S. This is a Swiss band, and they were often kind of touted as the Swiss Marillion. Um, their first album, At King, really failed to really make any impact on anyone anywhere. Like if you go to Prague Archives, it's got one of the lowest ratings I've seen on an album on Prague Archives. Um, but then the next album comes along, and this one is called Visions in the Dark, and they add a drummer, uh, Francois Bauer, and uh, even though they kept the drum machine, they did bring on some real drums at that point, and I, I've not heard all of this album, I, I'll be honest, but the uh, the title track there, Vision in the Dark, was this 17-minute long epic, and I felt like, well, if we're going to get anything out of this band, that's where it's going to come from, and it does indeed. That, that is the most epic thing on the album, and um, it piques my interest as to what this band could have to offer. But the fact is, they didn't last. They, uh, they went away pretty quickly, I believe. Um, they maybe made three or four albums. Um, hang on, we'll tell you in just a minute. I, I was pretty sure it was just three or four. Um, three albums, and so this middle album of the three was the one that had the most oomph to it. And uh, obviously, you know, Neo-Prog Dreaming, basically. This is totally a Neo-Prog outfit. Um, they made another album in 2000 called The Dragonfly from the Sun, but it failed to really chart at all. So, um, interestingly enough, the uh, the new person they brought up for Dace, his name was Jester. Think of that what you will. That, that certainly sounds like something related to Marillion. So there's, there's some definite homage going on, I guess is the right way to put it. Um, but anyway, that's Dace, and the album, once again, is Visions in the Dark, although in some places it's Vision in the Dark, and some places it's Visions in the Dark. I don't know what that's all about. I don't have the al actual album. I have downloads, and I have what they have on Prague Archives, so. All right, well, 1987, like I said, there wasn't a lot of stuff that I knew in 1987, but I certainly knew the next album that we're going to play. Um, I played the hell out of this album. I don't remember what month this album came out, but um, I was always a Jethro Tull fan. And when Crest of a Knave came out, I was in love with it. It was fantastic. Um, so amazingly, it doesn't make much of, the, uh, much of the headlines in the Prague archives, I guess, because there are other things that just did much better. But I really enjoyed this, and uh, we're going to listen to the the track that I heard first, which was... Farm on the Freeway, which got played on our local uh, radio station. Um, so we'll come back on the other end of the set here and tell you more about 1987.
by the Father for the Son. Good shelter down there on the valley floor. Down by where the sweet stream runs. Now they might give me compensation. That's not what I'm chasing. I was a rich man before yesterday. Now all I have got is a check and a pickup truck. And I left my farm on the freeway. Factory on the east And the big roads pushing through Along the valley floor A machine boring six lanes At the very least Now They say they gave me compensation That's not what I'm chasing I was a rich man Between the 
stones This was no South Fork It was no Ponderosa But it was the place that I called home They say they gave me compensation Well that's not what
That might well be the best track off of Yes's Big Generator from 1987. That was Shoot High, Aim Low. Sometimes it was just a a like an afterthought after 90125, which of course made all kinds of waves in the pop world. Um, but it, it it's got some moments in there. I mean, it's uh, Trevor Rabin's version of Yes, what people have called Yes West. Uh, but at times it's it's pretty good. Um, and it was one of my favorites that year because I was a huge Yes fan. I actually started my Yes obsession with 90125. Everything else came after for me. Sadly or not, that is the case. All right, so that set started with Jethro Tull's Farm on the Freeway. And this was after a three-year hiatus in which uh, Ian Anderson had a uh, like a throat infection. Um, but uh, Farm on the Freeway... I think this was, uh, was this the one that, it was a critical favorite for uh, winning, winning the 1989 award for best hard rock metal vocal performance. Why in 1989 would this uh, album from 87 get that applause? I have no idea. Um, but anyway, it's it's like pop, pop toll basically, not too bad. And after that came, uh, where are we? Tony McAlpine. Tony is a multi-guitarist. Uh, he's, you know, in the vein of Vinnie Moore and Gary Moore and Joe Satriani and all those guys. Um, but this is his second album. Um, it's called Max- Maximum Maximum Security. Um, and it was lauded pretty well at the time that it came out. I, I forget if it made any waves. I think it got Best Instrumental um, at uh, one of the... One of the Grammy things. Maybe not, um, but what we heard was uh, Tears of Sahara. We followed that up with Outer Limits, and we listened to the song Anti-Podine, which I swear when I first saw it, I thought it was Anti-Podbean, which I thought was <laughs> perfectly interesting because we use Podbean as our broadcaster, but no, no, it's Podine. Antipodian? Oh, Fine. I've been corrected. I'll just sit in my chair while she tells you all about Outer Limits. <laughs> so Outer Limits are a uh, prog band from Japan. Uh, they've been around since... Oh, Lord. Hang on. got to go. I have two different websites for them floating around here. So let me go back to the... Antipodian. Antipodian, yes. <laughs> Uh, la, 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 la. Their website is ridiculous. Okay, here we go. Uh, sort of. What the hell? Okay. Sorry, 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 sorry. Their website is ridiculous. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> the album, obviously, that we're talking about is the scene of pale blue and that was put out in 87 obviously and a lot of people seem to think at least on Prague archives that it is the quintessential the the perfect album for them like it, it showcases all of their strengths and their um the best of them and they're very much a king crimsony band in terms of their influences and uh, focusing on mellotron and um and the keyboards and they also have some really nice violin that they they get in there um they've also been influenced by uk and by pfm so those are their their big influences 
And they are still sort of around today. They do have a website. Um, and, <laughs> but it's very basic and yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it really is very basic. Um, like not even, it, it it's, doesn't even look like a normal website basically, but you can get to them get to the right place it is amy.hi-ho.ne.jp <laughs> outer limits you would find it pretty easily right <laughs> yeah apparently so here's the fun part about outer limits there are at least four different bands with that name at least there is a band from Leeds who was only around for a few years in the late 60s. It's this Japanese prog band. There is a band from South Dakota. There is a Irish band called Outer Limits. And I think there was one more. So it, I had to wade through a whole bunch to find this specific one. And of course they don't have a lot. So yeah, I think your best bet if you want to find out more about them, they do have a very small entry in Wikipedia. And in Wikipedia itself for Outer Limits band, they actually have a link to their website, which is probably the easiest way to find them. Or you can go to um, Prog Archives and look them up, and they'll have a link to their website as well. So there you go. Sorry I don't have a ton more, but they are still around, like I said. Um, their latest entry for news on their website, though, is 2009, so give it a little bit of, <laughs> of leeway on that. So I, you know, you're talking about bad websites. I was looking at one today, and I can't even remember whose website it was, but it said, click here to edit. Oh, no. <laughs> That's how bad the code was done on that particular website. I didn't touch it, but uh, it's probably well, not good. I guess my, my point with their website was it, there's not even any kind of nice UI going on. It's the basic HTML layout. There's no... There's, there's okay. no skin over it. Okay. <laughs> That's why I was like, man, well, this is a really basic website. You don't even bother to make it pretty. So 1987, once again, in technology, um, there's some interesting stuff. Uh, the first time a criminal was convicted using DNA as evidence happened in 1987. Um, it was Robert Melius in England. Hmm. Um. Yeah, uh, 1987 is shortened by exactly one second to adjust to the Gregorian calendar. Interesting. Um, disposable contact lenses became available for commercial distribution finally. I don't know about finally. I don't know how many people were waiting for it at that time. And here's something that kind of, I'm not sure if this is right. This can't be right, it seems to me. Kitty litter oh. was invented in 1987. Whoa. What, what 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 were we doing with our cats beforehand? I don't know. I, don't I guess just wood know. chips or something. Maybe. 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 Um. Prozac made its debut. Uh, we had the Jim Baker scandal. Oh. I'm sure, you always remember that. I do remember that. Um. The search for Nessie reveals no evidence after 1.6 million dollar investment. To find Loch Ness Monster. Oh. That's crazy. Marshall's, Marshall's heart is breaking. Yes, indeed. He's real. He's out there. I did just see a site that said that there was um, some area north 
North Dakota, maybe somewhere in there that that is a um, a Sasquatch um, sanctuary or something like that. Uh, okay. Popular films during 1987, Three Men and a Baby, Beverly Hills Cop 2. This was the year that The Untouchables came out. Fantastic film. Witches of Eastwick came out. RoboCop, Moonstruck, Good Morning Vietnam. Ooh, good movie. Good stuff all the way around. Mm-hmm. Um, the Last Emperor came out in 1987. Which means very possibly that I worked at the theater in 1987 as well as being in the Air Force in 1987. Fun facts. Okay. Moving on. We're now going to play a track from the first CD I ever bought. Ooh, all right. And here's the amazing thing. I still have that CD. <laughs> that's awesome. I have a CD from 1987 still. It's the only one that's made it through multiple losses and multiple um, calls. And uh, it's still one of my favorite albums of all time. Although not many people are going to consider it prog, but I'm going to say it's prog on the basis that it has such a classical influence in it. Um, so you guys can be the judge. I don't care. I love this album and I love this song. So uh, this is Elton John. Ooh. Going to switch albums to Blue Moves, uh, which was one of my favorite albums, and it's arranged by James Newton Howard, and it's called Tonight. <laughs> Thank you. 
just wanna go to sleep. Long before the rain starts falling Tonight Does it have to be the old thing? Tonight Oh, it's late, too late Chase the rainbow that you're after I like to find a compromise Place it in your hand My eyes are blind, my ears can't hear And I cannot find the time
tonight.
closer to me Streets red like a rose of thorn bush Like all the colours of a royal flush And it's peeling off those dollar bills Slapping them down One hundred Two hundred And I can see those spider planes And I can see those spider planes Across the mud huts with children sleep Through the alleys of quiet city street And take the staircase to the first floor And turn the key and slowly unlock the door As the man breathes into his saxophone And through the walls you hear the city groan Outside it's America Outside it's America century ago there lived in the Zaiduang province of an eastern country a glass-like spider. Having devoured its prey, it would drape the skeletons over its web in weeks creating a macabre shrine of remains. Its web was also unique in that it had many layers like floors of a building. top of this palace-like place, assembled with almost apparent care, were tiny shining objects, glass, beads, dewdrops. One could almost call it an altar. When the breeze blew through this construction, it produced sounds of wailing, crying, tiny wails, tiny cries. Baby spiders would get scared and search frantically for their mother, but the glass spider would have long gone, having known that the babies would survive somehow on their own. Oh, the glass spider had blue eyes almost like a human's. They shed tears at the winter turn of the centuries.
we'll call that set prog related, right? <laughs> so, uh, started out there with Elton John and tonight from the live in Australia. Um, this one had an 88 piece symphony orchestra join Elton on stage. It was actually part of several uh, concerts he did, but that one was the, I guess, the most special one, the one that got released. It's actually done in December of 1986, but it was released in 1987, so that's the first time we got a taste of it. And I bought my first CD player and my first CD at the BX at Chanute Air Force Base in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that's that's so fresh, but it seems, I mean, it seems fresh, but it's obviously a long time ago. I mean, it's, but the memory, it was a big memory because it was, I, it was my first big paycheck. You know, not that a, a paycheck for a, an airman first class was going to be a very big one. But it was my first big paycheck and my first chance to go to the BX, my first chance to really get out on the campus of Shunyad Air Force Base. It was, it was very cool. Um, we followed that up with David Sylvian, somebody I hadn't paid any attention to really, but uh, that was when Poets Dreamed of Angels. And uh, it comes off of the Secrets of the Beehive album, which uh, now I think I need to pay a lot more attention to because that piece is just wonderful. Uh, followed that up with Fragile by Sting. That was the second CD I bought. You know, like this is supposed to be a... It's about me. So um, <laughs> it's all about me. Uh, Sting's uh, Nothing Like the Sun album was... Uh, by far better than than uh, Dream of the Blue Turtles, I thought. Oh, I still love Dream of the Blue Turtles. Oh, no, it's a fantastic album, but I, I still think that it's like the... I don't know. It, was, it became something different with uh, Nothing Like the Sun. And picking a song from that album was more chosen by the fact that it fit in well with When Poets Dreamed of Angels. But there's so many good songs on that album. They Danced Alone is one of my favorites, oh, I think. Oh, yeah. Um... After that, U2, Bullet the Blue Sky. Of course, um, Joshua Tree came out that year. And we followed that with uh, maybe the best song off of um, the Never Let Me Down album from David Bowie, which is Glass Spider. Now, now, like I said, there's not much to 1987, so this next set will seal it. <laughs> this next set will be what I thought were the best albums of 1987 in the Prague community. And, uh, well, we'll just see how you like my choices. We're going to start with one that got a lot of play for me. And that is from Hold Your Fire. This is Time Stand Still from Rush. <laughs>
uh, dream in the Holiday Inn in Milwaukee. And this song is dedicated to all the unemployed people of Europe today, to the romantics, to the dreamers, and to those who still have hearts. This is called Sugar Mass.
It would be near impossible to decide out of those four albums which my favorite was of 1987. So I'll, I'll count them down again. There was Rush with Hold Your Fire, Alan Parsons Project with the Gaudi album, Pink Floyd with Momentary Lapse of Reason, and Marillion with um, Clutching at Straws. Really good stuff. Um, from Rush, we heard Time Stand Still. From Alan Parsons, we heard Standing on Higher Ground. Pink Floyd did Sorrow. How do you pick one song off that album? Pink Floyd did Sorrow. Um, and then we did two tracks from Marillion just because I wanted to end with a live song. So we did White Russian from Clutching at Straws. And then we did Sugar Mice from Live at Lorelei, which was in 1987. So there you go. Is this the end of the show? Not yet. No. Yay. We still... <laughs> We still have about 45 He's not minutes. saying yay because he enjoys the music. He's saying yay because he gets more time on the video game. No, I like music, and I also want to play with my daddy. Oh. So. All right. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, <laughs> that's 1987. When we come back in a few weeks, it'll be 1997. But 31 years ago, that's when that Sugar Mice song was played. 31 years ago. That's freaking crazy. Yes, it is. Just some information about uh, about momentary lapse, because this was the one that I, I, I found the most research on. Um, according to Gilmore, now this is this the the split between Roger Waters and David Gilmore at this time was really in its full throes. I mean, contractual obligations were trying to keep Ro- Roger there, and Roger didn't want to stay. And Gilmore said, um, he said before he left, "If you go, man." We're carrying on. Make no bones about it. We will carry on. And Roger replied, you'll never fucking do it. And they did. (laughs) And they did. And uh, Roger was uh, sued, and all kinds of terrible things happened. Um, Yeah, it's it's a fascinating little thing to read the history of Pink Floyd and, and what happened. You know, and here's what Roger said about the album. I think it's very facile, but a quite clever forgery. The songs are poor in general. The lyrics I can't quite believe. Gilmore's lyrics are very third rate. Man, he was just a mean. He was a nasty guy. He just a nasty mean. guy. Third rate. Yeah, he was Come mean. on, let's take a look at Radio Chaos and talk about what's third rate. <laughs> 
Oh my god, Roger, come on, man. That was a very mean thing to say. It was, it was a very Bush mean thing music. to say. But the thing is, they they worked together for a long time, and this was the splitting up of a band that was just a super band. Yep. And here's another interesting little factoid. Although Richard Wright came in and played, he was not a member of Pink Floyd at the time due to legalities. Mm. So he actually got paid separately from Pink Floyd, and as a result, he ended up making more money than, than Pink Floyd at some point. True story. All right. Well, I'd said we were going to have some newer stuff, so let's get some newer stuff on here. I don't think we have a lot of time, so I think we'll have one set of new music here. Um, but uh, we're going to start it with a band called After the Fall, which I think I've heard before, but I can't really, I don't really know. Anyway, the name of the song is The Real McCoy, <laughs> but it's spelled T H E R R E A L McCoy. <laughs> Not talking about bones here. Here we go.
believe that that is kayak kayak has one of the top rated progressive rock albums this year so far that's a really weird thing because <laughs> we, we played kayak before but it's never been such a like complex masterpiece like that piece was or maybe some other pieces on the album just not their normal thing they're normally like the poor man's Alan Parsons. Ooh. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean, normally I just don't get caught by them, and this new album really seems to speak to a, a growth from them that maybe no one really expected. Um, okay, so fans of Kayak have now all decided that ah, I'm not listening to that guy anymore. Yeah, sorry, I'm an opinionated person sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Prior to that was Naxatras, Naxatras, with Land of Infinite Time, and that is from their new album, which is called Three, just simply Three. Um, and before that, I, I cut it, unfortunately. I, you shouldn't have two mouses sitting side by side. They're called mice when they're together like that. You shouldn't have mice sitting side by side um, because I clicked on the wrong mouse, and we <laughs> lost the real McCoy and went into the land of infinite time. Um, but we didn't hear just a little bit, just a tease of After the Falls, the real McCoy there at the beginning. I do apologize for that faux pas. 
Faux Prague. Ha ha ha. Faux Prague. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just ignoring you. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to play some last tracks here for you, and we're going to go back to 1987 because that's really what the show was about, and I just wanted to add some new stuff. If we had finished a little earlier, I would have had more new stuff. But there's still more new stuff for the next show. It'll be okay. <laughs> um, I did just talk about Roger. Yes. And we did not play anything from Radio Chaos. I I can't explain it completely except to say that I've kind of lost my taste for the album over the years. But we're going to play the last two tracks of that album before we let you go. So, I don't know. We'll put some back-to-back Floyd with that, and you guys can judge for yourself whether or not the one is better than the other. I will agree with our good friend Walter in chat that, you know, if they had stayed together, we would have had a much more powerful album. But we can see a little bit from Final Cut that we were already moving away from the the strength of the previous Pink Floyd albums. And while I enjoy Final Cut, I would agree that it's really kind of a Roger Waters solo album with uh, some David Gilmore thrown in just for good measure. But it's not a Pink Floyd album in that sense, not in the sense of like Wish You Were Here or Animals or certainly not Dark Side. So um, I'm going to play this piece from from Radio Chaos. I actually saw this concert, and it was very good. Jim Ladd and his uh, radio booth in the middle of the hall. That was pretty cool. And taking requests, that was pretty interesting too. So good stuff all around. Um, Here's Roger Waters with four minutes and Tide is turning. And uh, we'll follow that up with some Floyd to say good evening or good day or whatever it might be. I don't know what time it is in your world. I said good day. I said good day. All right. Uh, we'll see you hopefully in a couple of weeks for our 1997. So thanks for checking us out. Yes. And uh, best wishes. Have a great weekend. Rest of your weekend. There you go. Okay. They press the button, Billy? What button? You mean the button? Goodbye. Oh, yes. <laughs> this ain't over. It's goodbye. <laughs> this is chaos. It's a beautiful, balmy Southern California summer day. It's 80 degrees. I said balmy. I said balmy. chaos and with only four minutes left to us let's use this as wisely as possible out of dodger stadium it's the bottom of the seventh the dodgers are leading three to nothing over the giants and uh, for those of you who are looking to go surfing tomorrow too bad i'm kind of lost in here Yes.
used to think the world was flat Really threw my head into the crowd I felt I had used up my quota of yearning Used to looking on the children at night In the glow of their Donald Duck light Thought of my little ones burning But oh, the tide is turning
from the pale and downtrodden and the words they say which we won't understand don't accept that what's happening is just a case of other suffering or you'll find that you're joining in the turning away it's a sin that somehow light is changing to shadow and casting its shroud over all we have known unaware how the ranks have grown Yeah. 